Tipperary Mountains. I met with Captain Farrell and his money he was counting. I first produced me pistol and I then produced me rapier. Take stand and deliver for you are a bold deceiver, Welcome to Orsini's Uncensored Mind, and now your host, AJ Orsini. How the hell is everybody out there? This is AJ Orsini, and I am your host of Orsini's Uncensored Mind, and I am feeling awesome once again, because you guys know it is about that time. Now, normally you guys hear me speak and get all kinds of shit off my chest, but today is a different day. It's about that time again, and I'm here with a guest. It is interview time, and this is your faithful host, AJ Orsini, here to lead the charge, episode 37. And before we get to our guest, and believe me, I am just chomping at the bit to get to, to, get to this guy, because this is one of the most interesting fucking guys that I've literally ever met in the business, and I'm glad that he's here with me today. He is in the house of O, folks. He made the trip to Brooklyn. He's here, and I'm going to get to him in just one second. But so much has happened this week, i got to let you guys know a few updates on what's been going on. One of the things that I've been talking talking to you guys about or at least teasing uh for the last few weeks is another platform to catch the show on uh that was the plan the plan was to get another platform to get the show on so you guys can hear it uh but it morphed into some other shit there's a lot (laughs) it morphed into some other shit so i did get the platform i am gonna be on another platform now it's it's on uh, listening notes is what it's called listen notes sorry Listen Notes is what it's called, and uh, not only did I get uh, chosen to be on the webpage and have the show stream there, but uh, we also sat down and had an interview. I was interviewed about the show. That interview was now pinned to the top of the Orsini's Uncensored Mind Facebook page. If you want to take a look at that, hopefully you do. It's a pretty cool interview. I had a lot of fun doing it. So you guys get to learn a little bit more about me, a little bit more about the show, how I put things together, how this whole thing works, and how the whole thing goes down. You can check out that interview once again by going to the Orsini's Uncensored Mind Facebook page. I also shared it on some other social media stuff, but that's the main place where you can check that out. So now, uh, in case you guys haven't been paying attention and God forbid, Lord knows I've said it so many times. We're going to say it again. AJOUM.podbean.com is where you can catch all of the episodes of Orsini's Uncensored Mind. This is episode 37. You can catch the previous 36 by going to AJOUM.podbean.com. But if Podbean is being a bitch, and Lord knows it has in the past, there are other platforms in which you can catch the show. The show is also available on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music, TuneIn Radio, CastBox.fm, and now Listen Notes is another way in which you can stream the show and listen and get to Orsini. Fix on okay. You can get your dose of O by going to those platforms, and of course, that website. There's other social media stuff in which you can check at the bottom of the page. And uh, one other quick thing the show has been downloaded. I've been saying this uh, also recently. I'm up to eight countries now. The, the show has been downloaded in eight different countries, and now we have a ninth. Uh, this past week, I had a couple of downloads uh, over in France. The last interview I did, Mike Law. 
Uh, his episode was downloaded in France a few times. So, Mike, if you're listening, you owe me some money. There might be some booking opportunities for you up there. They love them some Mike Law. You can check that out. So, I've been running. I've been. I've been running through the list here. My first interview. EC Negro, he sits on my couch, he talks to me, a few weeks later, a creator die, takes over, okay, after him I have the GOAT, my old, my old team, they're here sitting on my couch, next thing you know, they're the longest reigning tag team champions in WXW history, down with the Anuahi family. Then I have myself being interviewed by my wife. That was a treat. I got interviewed by my wife. And a lot of great shit happened after that, if you know what I mean. I had Mike Law sitting on my couch and being interviewed by me. And we were going over the Super 8 stuff. But literally the week after the episode aired, he became the ECWA World Heavyweight Champion down there right after the Super 8 tournament. So what I'm getting at is, is when you sit on my couch, good things fucking happen, including for myself. So that brings me to today and it brings me to right now because right now the man sitting on my couch is a good friend of mine. We met uh, about two, say about two years ago. We met about two years ago. He was introduced by a, uh, a person who is very familiar to this podcast. He's been on here twice, Mr. Ian. Mm-hmm. Mr. Ian made the connection here. This guy is a rock star, a pro wrestler. This guy's dabbled in the television world. This guy's one of the most, literally the most talented individuals I've ever met. They call him the rock god. I'm here today with Ronnie Burton. Mr. Burton, how are you doing tonight? Yeah, I'm good. How are you, man? I'm glad to be here. Hey, man, listen, I'm I, listen, I'm I'm super right now because I got, I got another great talent in front of me i've been very 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 blessed so far with this podcast i have such great talent in front of me and you might be the most talented one. Oh, i think i am I <laughs> because do you do a lot yeah i know you do a lot of the things are any of them sleep do you ever sleep i don't even know what that is i mean we were talking about a lot of wrestlers like to throw and you've been around now long enough to hear this all the time a lot of wrestlers like to throw that term out Life on the road. Life mm-hmm. on the road. Do I the mean, drives. Yeah, do the drives, get the miles mm-hmm. in, pay the dues. You are drive the miles and pay the yeah. dues. <laughs> That's the <laughs> Ronnie Burton way. Yeah. I mean, you've traveled literally all around this country doing your thing, man. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's not easy. You know, I carry a lot of equipment with me. I come and put on a show, you know, not just in the ring, but as soon as I step out. It's showtime, baby. Oh, show! That's something you definitely know all about. Yeah. I've seen you mm-hmm. with the spotlight on before. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, as I said, two years ago we met, and mm-hmm. the way that we met is I was helping promote a company, 2KW Pro, up in the Bronx, and yep. you were one of the talents that we brought in as a new influx of talent. We were trying to bring in some new guys, and you were one of the ones that obviously stood out. I was literally back out of training from the Black and Brave for about two weeks yeah, Before you we were. Met. Oh man, you still had that new wrestler yeah. smell, baby. You were fresh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we were. I was going to get to that a little later, but you did yeah. bring it up. You are a, is official to say graduate, or oh yeah, graduate, graduate right? Yeah, yeah. Graduate of the Black and Brave Wrestling School, run by Merrick Brave and current WWE Intercontinental Champion Seth Rollins. Yeah, Grand Slam champ now. Oh yeah, officially Grand yeah, Slam right? champ now. He's on. He's on the books. Yeah. Uh, so you obviously come from a school with great pedigree. But, but before we get to all that, because mm-hmm. I was going to get to that in a second, yeah. but bring me back, in, and I like to start my interviews off with this because I, I like to take this journey here. Take, take me back to Baby Burton for just a second <laughs> because you have all these, uh, your story is very reminiscent, and I don't know if you've heard this comparison before, but a lot like Jericho. 
Jericho had a lot of. You've never heard this before. No. Jericho had a lot of passions. You know, he had yeah. wrestling, he had music, he had this creative uh, sense about him that everything had to be a certain way, and he he just had all these different ideas. And, and what is it like to be the kind of person where? The creativity just flows all the time, and you just need an outlet for something. Like, how was this from when you were younger? Like, I love pro wrestling. I love music. What what kind of loves did you have besides those two? Uh, I played football when I was a kid, but I, I really loved wrestling. You know, it was wrestling and guitars. It was pretty much ruled my childhood. You know, I would it ruled it, it dominated and, and, your you life. Know, yeah, I would literally sit when I was like eleven or twelve years old. Watching, you know, Scott Steiner come out. I fucking loved Scott Steiner. I thought he was the coolest dude in the world. Because, I mean, you know, I was sitting there 11 years old. I'm like, holy fuck, that guy's bigger than Arnold. You know, yeah, I would big. watch Nitro and just curl. I'm 11 years old. All I had was a 30-pound dumbbell. I would curl it the whole fucking show. That's, That's a long show. Three awesome hours. Arms. Yeah. Three hours of Yeah, curls. I would just sit there and just, you know, as soon as Steiner came trying to get out. Those, trying to get like, the largest yeah, arms in the world, big, baby. Big Papa Pump. I wanted those, you know, I wanted all the hoochies, you know. <laughs> He well, wasn't, and then the fact yeah. that he was a genetic freak didn't deter you. You said, you know what, I'm going to get there too. Yeah, I was like, yeah, no, that's what I'm going to look like when I'm older. You know? <laughs> and now look, look at those arms right now. The <laughs> I, got, I actually got to, I met him down at WrestleMania this year. I got a that's picture right. of him. Hey, man, listen, we're going to get to all that, yeah. man. King of the Ring was down there in uh, New Orleans this mm-hmm. uh, WrestleMania weekend. Brother, I'm telling you, with you, it's going to be really hard to contain this to the two-hour format. There's so much to talk you about. talk about the creative outlet. This is just yeah. one of like, millions of notebooks i have i have to i don't even get to write everything down when i'm not near one of my notebooks yeah and i you know i could write it on my phone but i always forget yeah but for I those of you idea. listening he actually has a notebook it's a black leather bond uh, notebook in front of him that's what he was lifting so you have many volumes of this many volumes yeah of just stupid ideas of like i gotta get to this i gotta film this i gotta do this i gotta write this i gotta record this you know i gotta make this happen you know i do you know if it comes to me and i know there's a way to do it or, you know, a means to do it, I'm going to do it, you know. You're not going to stop me. And it doesn't seem that you're limited by any particular thing. No. It, it, I mean, you pursued music, you pursued wrestling. Yeah. Uh, you, you dabbled a little bit in the TV world, and we're going to get to that also. But when, when, when you were younger and you had all these creative ideas and you're, and you're doing the curls and you're watching Nitro and you're getting all pumped up, what was the, the first passion when you said, okay, I'm going to pursue this, right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it because you don't. Or did you? That's actually a better question. Did you pursue them all at once? I mean, like, were yeah. you taking music lessons first? Or I never were took you... a music lesson. Cause, never uh, took a music lesson. I had to beg my father to get me a guitar. Uh, the only way he was going to allow me to do that is that there were, we had an acoustic guitar in the house. It was an old one. Someone, one of, someone had that passed it down. It had like three strings on it. He said I had to learn how to play Whiskey in the Jar which is an old Irish song that Thin Lizzy did and then Metallica redid in 1998. And he said, I have to learn Whiskey in the Jar or I can't have a guitar. So I sat and listened to Whiskey in the Jar a million times and figured out which notes they were playing on the three strings I had on this acoustic guitar. I finally went down to him. I said, check this out. And he's like, all right. Got me a guitar. I wanted to see if it was worth his while, right? Yeah, right. I was like, and you played it to the point where you were done with both whiskey and jars. You didn't want anything to do with either of them after that. So he got me the guitar. Okay, great. I got this little starter pack guitar thing. And how old were you when you got this kit? I was probably 11. 
I think 11 or 12. So you're curling and you're thrashing. Yeah, curling, all thrashing. 11 was a big year for yeah, you. Yeah, man. <laughs> I got the Injustice for All album. I would play that. Uh-huh. Watch wrestling, curl. I had a trampoline in the backyard, too. So, you know, I did trampoline yeah, wrestling. Of course, with yes. All the local kids. We had our own entrances. We made belts. We had wooden belts. Then we went to Joanne Fabric, and then we had black you had, fabric. You had wooden belts. Wooden belts, because we spray-painted them gold. Oh, okay, we, right. So we could cut the... We had different belts. We had the TV title. We had the World Heavyweight title. We had tag team titles. Nice. And then we had metal nameplates that we put sticker letters on. So if I was the champion, I'd have my nameplate. And if this guy's the champion, he had his nameplate. And what year was this? You already had nameplates? Yeah, 99, 98. Oh, probably. man. You were following the old WCW yeah, World I Title still, route, right? I still have, yeah, I still have my nameplate. I found it like a couple <laughs> months ago. I was like, "Holy shit, look at this!" So now I'm my glad you was, have it. My name was Shotgun. Shotgun, yeah, oh, was, formerly known as your yeah, own formerly known as segment. Yeah. Shotgun, wow. Yeah, I, I, so I started know, in the backyard. I always feel terrible because I've been Andrew Rossini my whole career. Oh, my, whole yeah, literally the first name I ever came up with as a wrestling uh, secondary name was AJ Orsini because uh, it was like the way that I came up with my name is that the the first one of my favorite wrestlers from back in the day uh, Al, Al, well not back in the day but Alex Shelley's one of my favorite wrestlers and, and I remember seeing him for the first time and he combined names from family members together that's how we got Alex Shelley so I'm my my anth- my actual name is Anthony Jr. Mm-hmm. from my father he's Anthony so AJ mm-hmm. and my okay. mother's maiden name uh, was Orsini so oh, wow. AJ Orsini was like a, a thing and I've been doing I've had this name for 22 years now and it won't <laughs> it won't go away yeah. uh, I'm glad it doesn't now because now it means something yeah, but yeah, yeah, because I got it. this show here but but uh, as you were going through all this creative outlet and, you, and you're thrashing you're curling here you're, you're getting up there when did Ronnie Burton start was that like a later thing like that the was name very later because shotgun was the backyard name but now Ronnie Burton came while I was in black and brave while you were at Black and Brave, yeah. okay. So let's 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 get let's get. Uh, I had uh, the idea, right. I had the gimmick. I just didn't have the name. And I went through a lot of like, oh, you know, I'm gonna come up with this awesome freaking name and blah blah blah. And I looked for like all kinds of weird things and just things that didn't hit. And then someone told me, I don't know if it's true or not, but they told me that when Daniel Bryan went to NXT or whatever, went to WWE. Regal was the one that told him to make it Daniel Bryan because it's chantable. Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. So I was like, fuck, man. Let me figure out four syllables there. Ronnie Burton. There you go. And Ronnie is from Ronnie James Dio. And Burton is from Cliff Burton, the former uh, first bassist. Well, not the first, but the f- first bassist on record for Metallica. Oh, okay. So, so, so you took two. it took two loves there. You put yeah. them together and included them into your other love. Two metal gods to create the ultimate metal, <laughs> the ultimate. metal god, rock god. <laughs> now you're originally from New York, are you not? Yeah, you're yeah. from Long Island. Yeah. Or what section on Long Island? Uh, Deer Park. Deer Park. Oh man, I know way too much about yeah, Deer Park. NYWC's right over right now. I've spent way too much time in that building in my <laughs> career, but. But you're you're from New York. You're from Long Island. So yeah. when I tell the audience, yeah, he's a graduate from Black and Brave, which I for know those a lot of, you of people who I run into know, are like, oh, I'll see you, you know, next time you're in the town. I'm like, okay, I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, then. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> what do you mean? You're like, oh, I thought you're from like Iowa. I was like, no, man, I went out there to get trained. <laughs> Right, but that's where I wanted to get to here. So you had all this creative stuff going on when you were a kid. You finally put it into motion, or you were deciding, okay, I'm going to pursue this. Well, I had the the 
the three passions were guitar, wrestling, and film. Film, right. Uh, you know, I was kind of forced to go to college. Okay. You know, parents were like, you're not fucking going to wrestling school. Right. So I had a friend that was going to I, somewhere. I think it was Mikey Whipwreck's thing he had going on mm -hmm. like 2000, early 2000s. Right. I was like, Danny's doing it. And they're like, I don't give a fuck what Danny's doing. You're not going to <laughs> wrestling school. You're going to go to college. So I was like, well, really you. wish you would have been a part of that class. I, that I was a great class. I tried not to go to college. I filled out my college application in the cafeteria and got like brownie on it. There's like grease stains on it. I was yeah. like, fuck it up. I made a jackass video when I was a kid. And it was called She Dong. So she I, Dong. Dong. Yeah. <laughs> D-O-N-G. D-O-N-G. It was just <laughs> two random words we picked. You know, it was, yeah. it's funny. So met Ice-T once. And we, we got him to do a video intro for us. Right. And we're explaining. We're like, she dong. And he's like, she dong? I'm like, she dong. He's like, she dong? And we're like, yeah, I, she dong. He's like, you mean like girl shit? <laughs> you mean and we were like, just laughed. We're like, yeah, yeah. He's like, all right. And he goes, all right, all right, all right, ready? And we're like, all right, go, Ice. And he's like, yo, 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 this is your boy Ice Team. You watching girl shit. I, bitch. <laughs> and then he like looked over at the rest of the people at the table. He's like, <laughs> like, what the fuck did I just say? Yeah. <laughs> but um, girl shit. Yeah. So you know, I had to go to college. I went to film school, and then out of college, I you know started working in the film industry, and uh, you know once I established myself there, I got into the wrestling band Kings of the Ring. Once I did that for a few years, I had a couple buddies that talked me into getting trained to wrestle, to step in the ring, uh, and that's when I, you know. Now they talked you into getting. They talked you into getting into wrestling, or talked you into specifically going to Black and Brave. Just in the ring, you know. I was so working. I was working on a show. It was ending in January, or it ended in December, like right around Christmas time, and then I had a couple months hiatus, and I said I'm going to spend this time find a wrestling school and i was looking around here i was like you know go to uh you know house of glory or create a pro and that's when i was like just randomly on instagram and i saw seth rollins had a school i was like this is fake like, he has a school yeah. like what active roster you know at the time it's like what active roster guy had a school it's rare when there's just Shawn michaels for yeah. like a minute you yeah. know i was like they didn't you know now a couple people have them but Usually in retirement, like around that exactly. time, usually like they and do was, their run and then they have the It was like right run. when he won the belt. Yeah, too. And like, I was like, when he's at his hottest. I was like, you fucking kidding me? And then I yeah. looked it up and I was like, all right. I sent them an email. They emailed, they emailed me back in like a minute. I got another uh, responding email. They're like, you're in. I was like, okay. All right. Let's Only do problem this. is you got to get your ass to Iowa now. No, I wasn't a problem. I had the time off. I, you know, I and to me, I was, I, 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 I you know, I put it on Waze. It was like 14 oh, hours. I was like, that's like a work day. I could do that drive. <laughs> you know, I was like, hey, let's it's go. It's a work day on your ass, though. Yeah. For a, that's a pretty long work day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. But, uh, and then the drive winds up being like 20 hours because of stopping and all that. And right. You don't time it right and you get stuck in Chicago. So King of the Ring came before Black before, and Blue. Before, yeah. So let's talk about King of the Ring because a lot derives, a lot of your character derives from the music side and that's the actual music side you're a guitarist yeah. for a band that does cover wrestling themes yeah all we do is uh well they're originals you know but to us they're originals uh our main you're doing your own versions of them right? well, no we 
we claim them. We claim them okay. as originals. <laughs> yeah. They're ours. Jim Johnson, you know, stole them from us. <laughs> yes. Our, our, our uh, lead singer, Ultimo Guapo, is Vince McMahon's illegitimate bastard child. There and is. he has a cease and desist order to not bother him anymore. He's currently <laughs> been ceasing and desisting. <laughs> so, uh, you know. He's not allowed to McMahon yeah. reunions. Every right? time we were at it, you know, we do a show, we go, you know, we play Hogan. And then, uh, all right, brother, here's another original. And it comes DX or something. You know. Got another original here we're going to play. So so who are all the members of King of the Ring here? Oh. I mean, it's yourself. And it's okay, so I got an announcement, but we'll get to that. Okay. We have Ultimo Guapo. All right. Who is uh, our lead singer, guitarist. And then we have me, Ronnie Burton. We also have a third guitarist because Guapo didn't want to play guitar anymore so he can run around the stage a little bit more. So we got um, uh, the Glue Meanie. He likes to sniff glue. Okay. And our bassist, thing of his. we've All gone right. through about 14 different bassists because for some reason they just die after every show for some reason. <laughs> uh, we've had... Literal death. They turned dead. We've had Hooventurd Guerrero. Hooventurd. We've Guerrero. had Hooventurd Guerrero. We had Ray Pisterio. <laughs> Ray Pisterio. <laughs> and then we had Huracrana Ramirez. We're up to Huracrana Ramirez the seventh. Ray Pisterio the second. So they're numbered like Volanos? Yeah, because <laughs> we get their brothers. It's like a bunch of them. Oh, you know? nice. So when Hooventurd goes down. So Dudleyville is not the only one with all It's like, all you know, um, it's a guy, uh, George Foreman, all of his, you know, all of his children oh, yeah. named George. He's That's got like right. eight of them. You know? I think he has a girl named Georgina, too, right? No, I think they're just George. <laughs> Even the I think females, just, the girls are just George. just George. Yeah, no, he did not change it. George Seven. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, so Hooventurd the Fourth or, Hooven you know. When you, add, when you add the fourth, it makes it sound so astute, though. It's yeah. Like, Hooventurd like they're getting the better. Yeah. You know, like, you know, like versions. Yeah. yeah. It's an upgrade. This is like the Windows 10 of Hooventurd <laughs> Guerrero. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's upgrading little by little. Oh, man. So you guys, uh, you're not just a local band either. You hit the road with them, too. You guys we are, are pretty local. We stay on Long Island. We did play in Brooklyn. Uh, back in February, which was our right. furthest four-way. Four until, until, yeah. until you hopped over to Louisiana. Yeah. Well, no, we didn't actually play. There was only oh, uh, there okay. was just me and um, the glue meanie down there. The we glue just, sniffer. Yeah, the you glue sniffer. To he was just the glue there. Sniffer. We just randomly ran into each oh, other. Oh, so he was just doing and his glue like, thing. Yeah, and he was like sniffing glue and drinking <laughs> beers, and I was <laughs> like, it's you, you're meanie, the glue what's thing. going on, dude? <laughs> And so, yeah, we were hanging out, but I did want to, it was a big missed opportunity. I did want to, I tried last year to get everyone down there. Well, next year is here. Yeah, I know. <laughs> next, listen, his eyes just but got big. me to my announcement. I still didn't get to my announcement. Oh, okay. All right. Whenever you're we ready. We were down there, when down there, there was a bar, like a thousand people packed into it. It was like a, you go in there, it's like a courtyard. Right. A DJ playing entrance themes. People wow. were going fucking nuts. And I got so pissed off. I was calling up everyone in the band. I was like, you motherfuckers. <laughs> I was like, we could have been making money down yeah. here. We could have played Are you every kidding single me? Wrestling themes on Wrestling Weekend? And then outside of WrestleMania, they had like a uh, they had like a block party stage, like a real stage set up. Right. And it was a Journey fucking cover band. I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> I called everyone up. I was like, you fucking guys suck, man. You guys should have fucking got your... And my uh, boy Matt Tremont comes out to our Journey song, so it would—it technically was a wrestling cover. Sure, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> not not one of the Kings of the Ring originals, though. No, definitely not yeah. one of the King of the Ring originals. But uh, so anyway, and to our drummer, right? 
Now, former drummer. Okay. He lost his job recently. He uh, he was Roseanne's uh, Twitter account manager. Um, <laughs> so he had to move to Florida. He's in exile. Yeah. Uh, so that was Big Van Vic. Aren't they all exiled so at this point? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, uh, I'm out putting an open casting call to anyone who's listening. Okay. If you are a drummer and you love wrestling, you love heavy metal, you need to contact the Kings of the Ring. Oh. Or Ronnie Burton. Find us on Facebook, social media, Instagram, I'm going to have Twitter. all the social media stuff yeah. attached to this. So, yeah. We'll so. get that up uh, because we are in need of a drummer. And we're right. looking to play a show uh, SummerSlam weekend in Brooklyn. Okay. So, we need to get you in there and get you up to speed because we have like 80 original songs you need to learn. <laughs> Originals that no yeah. one's ever performed yeah. before. Yeah. You need to get caught up on all this music. <laughs> Not just SummerSlam weekend, but yeah, I mean, a, a few months turnaround, and WrestleMania is going to be in North yeah. Jersey. So yeah, and we 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 are going to go. Uh, we're going to do. We're trying to do a mini tour, a weekend okay. of going down like maybe Baltimore, Philly, All you know, right, New York, you a go. little circle, or go up to Boston or something. We're we're, we're trying it's to up get to you guys, Squad of O. If you want to hear the King of the Rings perform their original songs for you, you need to hit these guys up ASAP and get get ahead of the game here because. Oh, yeah. It's going to get to a point where it's going to be too expensive for you, so jump on it now yeah. <laughs> and get on the ground floor here. Uh, yeah, so the Kings of the Ring is definitely, like, I was listening to some of their stuff today, and, and I mean, you call them originals, I call them great. Yeah. I call them great. <laughs> Either I, way, yeah. I, I'm one of those people, like, I, I love wrestling themes. It's one of the things that drew me to wrestling in the first place. I My phone, my, my son hates using my phone. Because all of my f- recommended videos on my YouTube is all wrestling, wrestling shit. Yeah. So he uses my his mother's phone because all his shit is on mom's phone. Mm-hmm. He doesn't fuck with my phone because of all the wrestling shit. And I listen to covers, remixes, just mashups, uh, all that stuff. But my favorite is when it's like a live cover of the song. You you have all these guys online with the, they'll, they'll do like drum covers of certain themes. For you, for someone who went to Black and Brave, who essentially knows Seth Rollins the way that you do, do you guys have an original version of the Seth Rollins theme that you guys play live? Because that's yes. what of, when it comes yes. to drum covers, that's yes. my favorite. Just that. Yeah. That shit is we've great. Played, we've played Seth a few times. We did it in a medley. Uh, you know, it's funny about all the Shield songs. Seth is the only one that has an original. Uh, if yeah. you look at it, Dean yes, is I, I Crash agree. Hollies or Hardcore Hollies. Something like And if you don't know, Roman and the Shield is Taz's music just in a different key, in a different tuning. Oh, okay. Okay, no, I'm hearing it now. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's the same song. Jim Johnson just recycled a lot of shit. <laughs> when you go through... Is like, that why you think they got rid of him toward the end there? They were like, all right, he's running out of ideas. Yeah, he's <laughs> running out of ideas, I think. As a music guy, when you hear CFO stuff, are you like... Oh, I cool love that? CFOs. Uh, okay. Gloomini is actually... Gloomini and Big Van Vic are actually very good friends with them. So okay. they've been to our shows. All right. And they come they So they're come King to of the Ring shows. approved. They're King of the Ring approved. Yeah. Those guys. Those guys yeah. Are, okay, all right. So they yeah they dig us because it, also the thing about Kings of the Ring if you've ever seen Guar, yeah we, we try to like have a stage show, oh. so it's not just like we're up there and like okay here's Hulk Hogan yeah. here's yeah. Shawn Michaels you're, you're punching midgets yeah. in the dick. Old Mo Guapo is giving birth to a hand. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> 
<laughs> we're, we're, she's giving birth to her hand. Yeah, we're power bombing people through tables, and you know, it's it's Jesus good time. Jesus Christ! We always do trivia, and we always give out good gifts and prizes. Well, or I'm hoping you trained your bandmates so they're not killing themselves. <laughs> 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 no, he didn't. Look, no. he didn't. He didn't no. train him to do anything. No, I, Ultimo so Guapo. Insane. At the end of every show, we play Stone Cold. <laughs> And oh. We oh, that's beers. the close. Yeah, wow. that's the close. And we play, we smash beers. Then Guapo <laughs> or myself, I've done it twice, I think, and I don't like doing it. But at the end of the song, he goes out there and he starts giving everyone in the, in the audience stunners. Just on oh, a hard wow. floor and falling on his hand. I did it once. <laughs> I was, oh, fuck, I'm done. I'm not and, doing that. And the booker and the promoters of the venues aren't looking at Lawsuit City when you guys start nah, doing yeah, stuff. We played some... Pretty. Questionable venues. Oh, okay. Anyway, these are these are real metal fans. Yeah, they're, they're, these, they're know, part of it. <laughs> yeah. Well, the last place we played at in Brooklyn, they um, that guy uh, Casanova uh, Valentine. Valentine. Yes. Did his death match there. Okay. And he actually contacted. We were gonna try to play, but the whole thing with our drummer happened. We couldn't get him there, but. Hopefully we'll play one of those deathmatch shows once we get our drummer in uh, that place. Was, that's a nice mix yeah. between metal music and fucking hardcore death shit. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So you obviously had all these passions. Let's talk about the school for a second. How was that transition for you? Okay, you've seen wrestling a thousand times. You know so much about wrestling going in, but now you're training. Now you're in the ring. You're bumping and all this stuff. What kind of a transition was that for you? Was that did you take to it easily? Was it a, a hard? thing to adapt to um definitely hard first your know, first bumps i almost like preach it go ahead and tell him okay. i tell him all the time so, so the somebody way, else explain it to him for once yes this is the best part one of my favorite parts about black and brave is that it's a 13 week course the first week is just a uh you know he tests you and you basically go in there and do crossfit for five hours super intense like i feel like navy seal training you know kind of deal like just trying Cardio to stuff, destroy yeah. us. Yeah, essentially. Right. Right. So we get that thin over. Thin the herd. He wants to thin the herd. Exactly. Right. Right. Two people dropped out in my class the first day. One guy came back on the second day, but he just showed up and was like, I can't do this. The other guy had some crazy excuses. Crazy how, like, the weird excuses people come up with instead of right. saying, like, I can't fucking do this, man. Like they'll be like, "Oh, like, oh, my rotator cuff." Oh uh, yeah, my <laughs> my great aunt's dog has a brain tumor, and I gotta go home now. <laughs> they had one guy in one class from Ireland come over, got here, landed in the airport. And I forget what the deal was, but something happened, and he went home. Never even came. But that's he the thing. flew all the way to Iowa, all the, all the way to Iowa, from landed Ireland. from Ireland, and something happened. I forget the details, but. He didn't even leave the airport. Just got back on a plane. Just got back on a plane. Um, so, yeah. So, you go there. It's a 12-week course. You pay your money up front. And you're free to quit whenever you want. No refund. But just know you're going home on your own accord. You know, kind of deal. If you get injured, I'm sure they'll – They I got injured in training. And they were going to work out a deal if I could come back at another class. But the deal was that – I was week seven in a 13-week course, got injured, right. and I'd have to take all first seven weeks over again. And you were like, fuck that. I, I didn't care because I really <laughs> did think I had to go home. I was like, I couldn't even walk. I was so right. injured. Um, well, where, where was the, was that a leg injury or back injury? Or? We were learning back suplexes, and the guy that was doing it to me kind of dropped me a little bit on my side. Right. I separated my ribs and got a contusion in the lat muscle because the rib pushed into the muscle. Jesus, yeah. 
And that was the day, if you go on Seth's Instagram, there's a video of me deadlifting like 525 pounds. That was the day I injured my back. And there's like in Did the back. press the, it before the injury or after? Because it was like I got injured and everyone was like, oh, man, uh, we should end class. And then there's a cool down wad because he's CrossFit Jesus. He does these wads, right, where like it's like endurance. Run a mile and do this, do box jumps, do pull-ups and do this. I always lost. I'm not, I'm not fucking good at that. I'm 240 pounds, you know, against these right. like 19-year-olds that are you're like. You're a dense motherfucker, dude. I like, know. Hey, you're so, a fucking, you know, getting me to move around yeah. is a little tough, but, you know, I can do it. Yeah. I can, I could do it, but you I just don't hang. want to. Yeah, you know, <laughs> motivation is not there. A nineteen-year-old track and field guy is gonna whoop my ass in a car in a CrossFit competition. <laughs> so the one day I get injured and I can't do the the uh, the end of the cool down wad, right? right? It's one rep max deadlift. I was on the floor like screaming in pain, and they just came over and put an ice pack on me and put like a weight plate on my back because I was laying on my stomach, and then oh, I'm like. Jesus moaning in agony and I look over and I see they're deadlifting and I said are you fucking kidding me I pulled I pulled myself up with a rope like the rope climbing thing in the gym yeah pull myself up I hobble over there Seth's like don't do it don't do it big man because they were up to like 405 they were <laughs> that's the funniest Seth Rollins impression because <laughs> his voice does get really grainy like that yeah. all right yeah. <laughs> All right, Ronnie, you're up. Uh, all right, well, I'm blackballed from WWE, <laughs> but go <laughs> So I get up. He's like, don't do it, big man. They were up to 405. They worked up to 405. I was like, fuck it. I'm lifting it. I lifted 405. And then now by this point, there's, it's only down to me and this guy, Joesa. And we go up to – he keeps getting me, and I'm like, he's not going to get me on this one. It was like 495 or something. I was like, fuck, he got it. I was like, all right. And I had just deadlifted 600 pounds before I went into training. So I was all like, deadlifting's my thing. I do deadlifts like a lot. So I was like, put on 550. So we put on 550. I couldn't get it. My pack was like excruciating. So we take it off 525. Joyce loses. I win. Boom. So it was awesome. But yeah, anyway, training <laughs> there is super intense. So if you don't, if you're not, you get, I, you don't have to be in shape to go there. They'll take anyone. It w I, they have said that my class was the most athletic class they've had, so they really pushed us because they knew they could. But, you know, if whatever your limitations are, they'll work around it right. and get you through it. But it's up to you to do it. I've seen people just literally not try and just go home. I'm like, there's no, I can't quit. Like, there's no quit in me. There, there was no way I was going home, even though I knew, like, fuck, man, like, there's only a few more weeks left. If I can't get back in the ring, like, are they going to let me graduate or are they just going to be like, no fucking way? So I had to go through all kinds of shit to get uh, get fixed for that. And what wound up working was just pain pills from a doctor, muscle relaxers. And it took one muscle relaxer. The thing was fixed. Well, I went to the chiropractor. <laughs> he had to move my ribs around. But once I got the pain pill, I was like, I texted my buddy. I was like, I'm a real pro wrestler now. I got muscle relaxers. <laughs> it <is. laughs> it's official now. Yeah. I'm one of the boys now. Yeah. Uh, I actually have a couple of questions, actually, because the way that this conversation is shaping, I didn't plan on asking this, but, but now I'm going to. Uh, you're from New York. You went to Iowa to do this training. You said it's about a 12- or 13-week course. Yeah. Uh, many hardcore fans, anybody who really has the network and really pays attention, they did an exclusive on Seth Rollins during his injury time, and he took a little tour of 
of the Black and Breathe uh, school. And there's a dormitory. There's a, a living space. I guess. What the fuck would you guys call it? Is it it's is a it, house. It's a house, it's, right? It's a, now, you said all It's like a six-bedroom house yeah. with like 12 people in there. There's bunks and everything. And now he has two houses, so it's a little more spread out, but there are more students. Right. So basically, the deal with that is that uh, you had to find your own lodging when you went there. And there was they had a deal where... Because that's usually what stops people from traveling to schools is the lodging situation. But he provided some of that. Didn't provide any of it, but had a hookup. Had a hookup. So okay, all right. I had a two-bedroom apartment for like three hundred a month. So you know, to me, I, I went don't know why there was like prices though. Nothing. Cause, yeah. Because in New York, that sounds like the greatest apartment yeah, of all. I was time. like easy. I was like that done. Like not a problem. But were you working during your time out there as well? Or, no, or? no, I had. So I you were the, just doing the three hundred a month off of your own savings or whatever. Yeah, it is. yeah. I, so I put a pretty penny away for uh, to oh, do there it. You go. So. Because I knew I wanted to focus on it. You know, I didn't want to have to get a job at Starbucks while I'm training CrossFit three, six times a week and wrestling, you know, for, you know, six hours, three days a week. I don't know how the guys do it and the guys and girls, because there are girls there um, that go to the classes and work. You know, also, I'm I'm a little older, but maybe when I was 19 and 20, I could do it. But everything I had, I put into training. And doing it, and when I went home, it was sleep. You had to wake up at 9 a.m., go back to the gym, do your CrossFit because you're mandatory. You have to do mandatory CrossFit when you're in, in class. You have to do three classes of it. That's provided in, in the tuition. Right. That you just you have to you have to go. And if you don't, you it's gonna look like Full Metal Jacket that scene where like everyone <laughs> hits fucking private pile with the soap in the yeah. sock. That's what <laughs> yeah. they do to you. Oh man. Like if, if show I, up, just show I up, remember, do your best. Yeah, I remember one. If you're a minute late, you have to do like ten burpees every minute. Oh, this guy Jesus. was like eight minutes late. And we had to do eighty burpees. Oh, he was never late again after that. <laughs> oh, man, dude, I, was, to okay, I was so heated. I was like, "You fucking kidding me? Why are you here late? <laughs> Two minutes up the road, you're here to do this and nothing else. Yeah, what are you doing picking your nose." Now, one of the selling points of Black and Brave, obviously, you get to work with a current WWE superstar as your trainer, which is a rarity. That's a very special situation for you because the biggest problem with people sometimes when selecting schools is picking the right teacher. Mm-hmm. All right, You can get the guy who's really good in his basics, or you can get the guy who's a former WWE guy who kind of knows. Or I mean, was this in the guy business is, like 20 yeah, years ago. Yeah, this guy who's supposedly trading you is like on fucking... He's on my DVR like right now. So, yeah. so uh, he's a current superstar, so he's obviously in and out. There are other trainers to this school. Obviously, Merrick yeah. Brave, he's the brave of Black and Brave. Yeah. Are there any other hands-on guys that come to the school and sure and um well a lot of the former graduates will be there uh eddie Yourself machete included, obviously yeah eddie machete and connor braxton are the first graduates uh you know connor braxton's all over now i don't know if you've ever heard of yes, them absolutely yeah yes. um they're there you know pretty much every class eddie helps seth with almost like everything um so they help out other guys like jossie uh you know a lot of the other graduates but um Crotch is one of the head trainers who started in SC. Crotch? Yeah. Uh, Crotch. He's got this gimmick. Okay. He does this thing. I don't know. No, you got to explain it. Because you just did a hand gesture. This is a video, baby. This is audio. Yeah. You got to. Okay, so he's does, right. he did like a, a choo-choo. Like a choo-choo. Yeah, thing. it's he's like, like a. Like a <laughs> 
What yeah. is that? All right, so the whole thing. What is, is he it, doing with the crotches? Like he's getting up from my couch down. Uh, oh, uh, like a, it's like a like hump. A like a hump. Like a okay, all right. That's crap. Super over. I just love the fact now that I can go around telling everybody that the guy helping Seth Rollins with his school's name was Crotch. Yeah. <laughs> He tagged with X Pac awesome. last year in in uh, okay. in oh my SCW. God. Crotch teamed up with the guy and he who invented the, the crotch job. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. The they OG. Both did, they both, you know, he does Bronco Buster too. So <laughs> yeah. they did dueling block, dueling Bronco block, block. Uh, so stereo cool. busters. Yeah, there it was you go. so cool. Uh, <laughs> um, so it was like a family atmosphere. You guys graduate. You guys come back. You guys help out with the new generation students. Yeah, um, just continue the thing. So going the thing around. with Black and Brave is. Is you know it's in Iowa. It's a long time away. I had to come back here. And you're not York. flying over there. You're driving. I drive because I drive when I have to do a show, which is usually why I go out there, um, because I have to bring the equipment, the amp, and everything. And I also help yeah. with lighting with them. So I have all this other lighting equipment and stuff that I bring out. Because um, you bring another vi- another way of experience to the school because you have the, the TV stuff by, uh, background. Yeah. So you can help with all kinds I of I help with the filming and tips of, you know, the film world is very much just like the wrestling world, you know. So if you're telling a story. So I've been doing that since I was Forever, a kid yeah. and, you know, yeah. I've been doing it professionally. Since you were for, curling watching you know, Nitro years, way back 10, when. 12 years, so. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of feel like I know how to tell a story a bit, you know, translating it to wrestling moves is, you know, the thing. But so uh, but I can help with promos. I help them, you know, mm. teach them about framing, you know. Don't fucking film with your phone, you know, <sighs> with your head in the bottom corner, you know. Oh There's God. a certain way to frame a shot you could do. It's very easy to do this. If uh-huh. you're going to film it outside, position yourself with the sun the right way so you get some good lighting and it looks professional. Right. Stand against a brick fucking wall <laughs> i don't know that's just my film thing but right. you know, it's perfect but promos can get taken to a next level very easily yeah. but not everyone knows that you know knows no. like little tips like that what kills me you know, i think what kills a lot of the old guard is that not only can it go to the next level i don't think a lot of people are trying to take it to the next level yeah there's kind of a complacency when it comes to the promo end of it because, uh, like, for instance, the Performance Center in WWE offers promo classes. Yeah. And the reason for that is because a lot of the people who are in the indie scene don't really take a whole lot of time to perfect that side of it. That's yeah. why I keep telling people it's hard as a promoter to do storylines on the indies because a lot of the professional wrestlers of today are wrestlers. They're not really storytellers, which is why I loved you so much. And this is where I was getting to is that you graduated from this school, you come back to New York, and you haven't worked any feds yet, and all of a sudden, Orsini comes into the picture. <laughs> Here I come now. Again, we had a mutual friend in Ian. How do you, how do you know Ian? I worked with him. The film right. Base. Yeah. Right. We did speak about that with him when he was here. He's done two of my roundtables. He did Royal mm-hmm. Rumble. He did WrestleMania with me. And, and I've known him for several years. We used to work uh, in the industry, you know, wrestling shows and commentary. And I would sit in this fucking guy's house and call matches and yeah. hours and hours on end. So when he, he hits me up, and I'll tell that story on, on my end, and then you, you tell the story on from your end. So I, I'm literally sitting on that couch <laughs> right there where you're sitting right now. And we had the 2KW show coming up, and he just messaged me out of fucking nowhere. And he goes, dude, I got this fucking guy. He graduated from fucking Black and Brave. This guy's, And I'm thinking, because he's putting you over as, like, this great dude, but, like, he keeps talking about the school. And I'm like, great. 
that's awesome, but I really can't afford to bring a guy in from Iowa right now. And he's like, yeah. no, 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 he fucking lives here, bro. He's a Long Islander. And I did one of those, who? <laughs> so he's like, wait, he's fucking here? He's like, yeah, he's fucking, he lives here, and he's trained by this guy. Blah, blah, blah. So obviously, like as you must be well familiar with now, is that whenever people hear Seth Rollins, obviously the ears perk up. But I'm no fool. Just because you were trained by a great professional wrestler does not make you a great professional wrestler. Yeah. So one of the things that I did was I told him, and I said, hey, hook me up. Let me see if I can talk to him and see what's going on. We spoke, and we actually set up a training day. That's how you and I really first met. It yeah. was in the ring. Yeah, at Doros. <laughs> at Doros Extreme Fitness up in the Bronx, and we trained together. We went back and forth. We did a few things here and there, and I was sold from that yeah. moment. I was like, I remember I was on the floor, good. and you're like, can you drop kick? I was like, if you want me to. Like, <laughs> can you? I was like, sure. You're like, get up. I'm going to hit the ropes, come back, drop kick. I was like, oh, shit, here we go. Yeah. I think I was it, was a de- it was an okay drop no, kick. No, it was fine. Listen, in, I was just I trying to see the maneuverability. That's all it in was. In training, yeah. right? In training, we were learning drop kicks. I was like, drop kick. I used to do drop kicks all the time on a trampoline. It was a track. Right. Very simple concept. For some reason, that day in training, I couldn't get higher than anyone's waist. Like, think about it. My legs were just done. Like, I couldn't just not. Your brain won't let you do it. Like you're, I, I tell people this all the time. It's like one of the hardest parts about learning how to be a professional wrestler is the the ability to turn your brain off. Right. Your brain is telling you these things are bad. Falling yes. down on your back is bad. Oh yeah. Taking a front bump is bad. You like see it a lot brain, in students yeah. that are learning. Yeah. Just trying to bump and they're just like. It shell shocks them. Because your body, yeah. Merrick puts that into you. Like, you know, yeah. He says all the time, your body is not used to doing that it movement. Doesn't, not only it does doesn't not, want to. I tell people yeah. all the time, not only, that it, not only does it not want you to, <laughs> yeah. it's trained yeah, your not body's built to, to make not you make do you. that. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> Especially like if, you're, if you're in a school at an early age, say 18, maybe even 21, that's still 21 years of don't fall down. Yeah. You've heard don't fall down for 21 years, and now there's a guy in the ring telling you, Asshole, fall down, and, and it's uh, your brain Harder, does it. Yeah, faster. Yeah, jump higher. Snap it back. <laughs> snap it yeah. back. It's very hard. That's why I asked you earlier if the transition was was easy or not so easy for you. Um, but yeah, so we meet, and I'm running. I'm helping run. Let me let me clarify before fuckhead gets all upset. I wasn't running. I had pitched you to the main guy, and he was all for it. Uh, he, I showed him the training videos. He sent me some training videos. Yeah. And I sent it to him. He was really good. Uh, Matt, who you know very well from Capital Wrestling, was, everybody was on board. It was really no, no problems. Then you sent us your promo video. <laughs> and your promo video, which I'm going to be using to promote you for this. The whole time I was like, I hope they like this. Loved. <laughs> I, if you can hear interaction, it's literally what happened over the Fire phone. Them. Yeah, when I showed it to him, they were just like, fuck, because... And and, and, and and I'm going to harken back to one of my intervi- other interviews when I had the guilt here. We were talking about this little thing called presentation that I think some of the best wrestlers or the, and the most successful wrestlers are the ones with a great presentation. And you have that. And we hadn't even seen your entrance or the look or anything like that in action just yet. All we got was the promo package. And the promo package was <laughs> ridiculous. And it wasn't even like you did a whole lot. It was just the way that you did it, the tone, the theme. Uh, you used certain sentences here, and then you you know, you were in gear in the jail cell. For those of you who are lost at what I'm saying, I'm going to have this video up before the, the, this thing airs. So check it out again in case you missed it. But it's yeah. a beautiful video. Still Very well done. Yeah, of course. Yeah. It's, I'm not taking that shit down <laughs> ever. It was great. 
So, like, it was one of the things that sold us. So, what I want to ask you now, in, in consequence of everything I just said, how important is the presentation to you? Because, I mean, you came in here, you gave me some of the merch, you got the, the branding out, it's all about the brand for you. How important to you is the, to keep that presentation as a wrestler? Oh, it's everything. That's all you got. This is, you know, if you don't, you know, it's your look, it's your, it's how, how serious people take you, you know. There's a quote from Lemmy, singer from Motorhead, you know, if you want to be a rock star, go be a fucking rock star. No one wants to go see the dad down the block up on stage playing when he's 50 years old. You know, if you're going to be it, be the rock star. You know, you got to fully commit. It's like, uh, you know, like an actor going full full method almost, you know. Right, yes. Everything yes, yes. you need to do. Like, it's cool if you're a young kid and, you know, you can't invest in gear or something, but something about you has to stand out, you know, that's not flipping and doing crazy dives in a ring outside of that ring, you know, cause you can only wrestle a couple times a weekend, you know, fill in all the gaps with entertainment. You know, we're entertainers. we got to entertain. So right. if I can do a song or if I can make a cool video, if I can make people laugh, that helps, you know, people then be like this fucking guy, if I fuck up my match and my match looks like shit, yeah, but that guy played a guitar. He's, you know, he fucking rocked the house. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Still rocked the house. So I got At that to fall yeah. back on. So I tell I, I do. It's like, well, this sucks. I got you know, I still, yeah, I still, I still got did a cool <laughs> entrance. <laughs> they pop for the entrance. Hey, work for the Sandman, right? Yeah, <laughs> all right? these years. I tell people all the time: your Friday and your Saturday and your Sunday can be a whole lot easier depending on what you do Monday through Thursday. Yeah. If, if if you sell yourself and you really get these people behind you, it makes the matches so much easier to work. You would be surprised how how easy your matches go when the audience is truly behind you yeah. and just when investing in what they're to doing. What you expected them still to, react to this to. day when you when when you finally came out at the two KW show when it, when I had you when you finally came out <laughs> that building, fucking era- it's still to this day like one of the. Greatest pops I've yeah. ever heard in my fucking life. They do black streamers at me. Uh, I didn't they, know that was they You're like, the you know locker that was room. The like, locker room was just like, who the fuck? Because yeah. the because the two KW locker room goes back 10, 12 years. Like a lot of those guys are like have been together like brothers, like family, right? And uh, not just your show, but I think like your show, the one you debuted at, and like even the one before that, we started influxing new people. So everybody was kind of like trying to ingratiate these new guys but at the same time they're like all right well let's see what they bring to the table and when you fucking went out with your fucking guitar and all this shit they were like holy fuck <laughs> it was like hogan it was like hogan came out yeah. it was just like holy fuck <laughs> and then we had you in there with jay george which was i thought was a great matchup because it was the unpredictable jay george and yeah i thought he was a good heel for you it's really in front of that audience I still so love just, that match you know? yeah I, I had a lot of fun with it yeah. too so i i, I appreciate it with a kendo stick and that's yeah. not gimmick he that tried thing. to do the conga line thing and he just fucking decked it <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. That was Jay. I don't know if you know. That was Jay George's idea. He had pitched it uh, literally like a few days before. The conga line, right? The conga line. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he would try to like, get the people behind him. And he had the baby at one point. He had a baby. <laughs> had I thought he was going to use it. Because I looked him up. He, he used a dog in a match. I was like, oh, is he going to hit me with this baby? <laughs> Like, oh God, what's going drug. on? Does he know that? Person? I actually want him on the show. I just, I just <laughs> want to see what the fuck's on his brain. He's at Capitol now. I love it. Yeah, it's I great. know. So, I, yeah. So that was my experience with you. Uh, and like you said, it was one of your first outside of uh, Black and Brave School experiences. So now take take me after 2KW here. So now 
uh, you're you're kind of going back and forth. You're doing promotions here, but you're also doing promotions back in in Iowa. So talk to me a little bit about SCW. What's going on with SCW over there? So SCW, it's SCW Pro now. Okay. Um, what, is, be, what is the SCW stand for? What right now? I'm not too sure what it stands for. It right used now, to stand it for yeah. <laughs> Basically, uh, it's the it's the promotion where Seth first started. Okay. It started in a barn. And they built oh, their right, own ring. Right. Again, yeah, yeah, for those the, of you formerly known as, yeah. right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that was Scott County Wrestling. I think it actually had a different name the, the, at the first show. I forget what it was. But for the longest time, it was Scott County Wrestling. It's the local promotion there. They put on shows at the Walcott Coliseum. It's like in the middle of a cornfield. The Walcott, yes. And they pack 300-something people in there twice a month. And then every few months we do a show at the legendary Cole Ballroom in Davenport, right up the block from Seth's house. And, uh, you know, that venue can hold like, like 2,000 probably. But we've packed, that, we've packed that place out with shows with like X-Pac. Uh, we had Jimmy Jacobs versus uh, Joey Mercury there. And the last show we just did, we had uh, Billy Gunn was there. Um, but it's a great promotion. It, guys that came up with Seth are still wrestling there and all the black and brave graduates are wrestling there and the talent pool at the black and brave is just getting deeper and fucking deeper like kids that'll graduate and two months later i'm like oh man <laughs> that was fucking awesome shit one of my good do, buddies do you there. feel yourself now part of this Big family now. Oh, I mean, it's a very. You're one big of the first classes, are you not? Uh, no, kind of now. I was the sixth class. Okay, all so right. it was still very early on when Any you know the, when I was anybody there. from the first five really do it, do anything. Yeah, uh, yeah, dude. Yeah. The first five is full. All oh, right, because Connor, because yeah, Connor, Connor was like the first Eddie, one. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jossie is from the fourth class. Uh, Xander Killen is from the. Second class. See, I think it's just beautiful that you guys even have these numbers down. You're like, yeah, he's fourth class. Third class. I mean, yeah. that's a tight knit group, right? There. Yeah. Because yeah, if I was. walk into we if I walk into schools now, they'd be like, oh yeah, I think I, I think he was like two years ago or something. Was, it's a, it was like a brotherhood. And when I go back and I see the guys that were in my class, uh, like Sensei Bach or Joesa or you know some of the guys were from different countries. We have uh, Jackson Kelly from Australia is in my class, um, and he's blowing up in Australia. Well, you know, he's one of the best from our class but you know once we get back together it's like you know that's my brother man like don't fucking touch him or don't say anything like but everyone Jossie and eddie and they're all just super tight-knit family you know kind of deal except you know eddie and xander fuck faces you know beat me up at capitol <laughs> other than that you know everyone well, else is well, everyone else is pretty tight well listen i i was actually gonna start asking you i mean you you that's the Iowa side of it. You're obviously back home here. You're sitting in my house. Or obviously, mm -hmm. obviously, you're back here again. Tell me now how it's been uh, with the wrestling career here, back in back back home for you. It's been great. You know, I, I haven't been spreading out much because I'm pretty pretty busy. Right. Uh, but for the next year or so, my schedule's pretty open. So I, hopefully, you'll see me branching out a little bit more. Um, but yeah, I, I stay in capital. Um, when I'm in New York, New Jersey, and uh, it's been going great there. I teamed with Joey Ace for a while. Um, I teamed with the Perfect Strangers, who I will be facing off with against tomorrow. I teamed with them last a year ago at the at the last 
was this June show of last year, I think it was. I teamed with the Perfect Strangers, and we faced Joey Ace in the Danger Sanctuary, and uh, we won that match. So it'll be interesting tomorrow to see what happens uh, now that the Perfect Strangers are are uh, have that new attitude. Right, they because a, we're chip on their shoulder. I didn't get a chance to preface this. I mean, we're almost an hour deep, so this is probably too late to say it now. But <laughs> we're recording this on a Friday, uh, June first. You're yeah. you're you're talking about the show tomorrow, tomorrow yeah. June second. So, so when, if you're listening now, go back in time, yeah. and buy a fucking ticket to Capitol. <laughs> hey, get your no, ass down to Hoboken. They have they have uh, TV now. Yeah, Capitol oh, does yeah. on Twitch, so oh, you guys yeah. can actually still catch this match. You if will you head over to, to Twitch. It. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and also, you guys are going to be on the main page. Yes, uh, I was just going to say yeah. we're going to be all of June. We'll be on the main page of Twitch. So you just go to twitch.com and you will see Capital Wrestling. You can catch this match that we're talking about right now because it was already going to happen by the time this airs. You can catch all the previous matches because you said you had the uh, mm-hmm. little tag tournament thing. Get what they're out. up to. They're up to sixty something. Listen, if I episodes. know anything about Matt Ryan, this fucking guy is a maniac. This guy just fucking starts putting shit out. Uh, he he tried the very formula he's using now. He tried with 2KW. If it wasn't for personal reasons from the the head guy, it probably would have worked out. But I'm glad. I'm happy for him. I'm happy for you, man. Doing yeah. this whole capital thing. I mean, are you tr- are you are you trying to branch out? Or is, if, like I said, I'm. If anybody's hearing really tried, uh, I know. But if anybody's really listening to this, kind of get an oh, idea. Yeah. That, are you open to now, traveling you around to do some Ronnie stuff? Burton at gmail.com <laughs> right now. Put it in the inbox. There it is. I'll now, he there. did it with a head nod. Yeah. I want to make sure that everyone understands. There's a head nod. There was a little sass <laughs> yeah. to that to that pitch right now. He's like, yeah, because, I mean, and you're doing, and I want to preface this for you promoters out there who are listening to this, and I know who you are. I know I know which promoters listen to my shit. Ronnie Burton has a live entrance. Talk to me about oh, the yeah. entrance, because that was one of the things that scared the shit. Let me tell a quick story. It scared the shit out of the building guy when we did it. Yeah. So this was the first, like you said already, we've, we've beat this into the ground, but I'll say it again. You, I was your first show. Mm-hmm. I was your first. Yeah, my so first. so my what happened was is that uh, Ronnie told me about a week before the event that he wants to try to do a, a live entrance. Which I already knew the sound system at that place, so I I knew it was a very possible thing. So I said like, that would be great, that'd be fucking awesome. That's ridiculous. Let's do it. So we get to the building. Ronnie beats me to the building, so he's got his shit already inside the venue. I'm carrying up all my equipment up those right, two which sto- is already making the guy who owns the building yeah, scared. Carry all this shit in. Right, he's bringing in like luggage full full yeah. of shit, and I'm stuck in traffic in Midtown trying to get there. So when I finally get there, I have to like hook up. He had like this projector set up that goes with the screen. So I'm doing all this. I'm running around like a fucking asshole. And Ronnie's shit is right next to the fucking, where it's supposed to be, right? This is sound equipment. So Ronnie wants to do a test run just to make sure everything's all right. So he starts unplugging shit and plugging shit in. Now, as we've already gone through for the last hour, you're pretty familiar with the equipment and how to yeah, work. I'm everything. a tech guy. I can you're a tech guy. Out. You figure all this stuff out. The guy who runs the building. Is shitting a chicken. He has no idea what the fuck you're doing. And to make things even better, he doesn't speak a fucking lick of English at yeah. all. He speaks no fucking English. You want to charge money for it. Right. I'm getting yeah, to that right. <laughs> so what happens is is that I don't want to use his name because I'm slandering him right now. So I'm not gonna fucking use his yeah, name. He's a good guy. No, he's great. Frank okay, Frank. Frank's Frank's a good guy. But what happened was is that Frank didn't understand what we were trying to yeah. do. We weren't taking we weren't using Ronnie's 
hookup. We were just plugging his hookup into the current sound system. What I was doing, I was plugging in an earpiece monitor into the board so I could hear the track in my ear as I played it. Right. It was the last time I ever tried to use that piece of equipment. So that was the last time? <laughs> yeah, I was like, it's such a hassle. Oh, I was like, I'm I not just gonna, hear it. I'm just yeah, going to go. Yeah, I just do it. So uh, Frank was under the assumption we were using another system. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I had to get a translator, a.k.a. one of the boys who speaks Spanish, and he basically tried to charge me 500 bucks more <laughs> yeah. to use your shit, which doesn't make any fucking yeah. sense at all. I looked at you, I was like... And we were he wants to charge you money f- for me yeah, to play he wants, my he wants to charge like, you money to play here. with your equipment. Yeah. So we were like, we were trying to explain it to him that we were just plugging in. It was for the one entrance. Blah, blah, blah. Long story short, we didn't pay any fucking money. Yeah. But it was just a quick little moment of just like panic on this fucking guy's face. And he's just like, because <laughs> Ron, Ronnie just goes over and just starts unplugging and plugging <laughs> in and all kinds like, of shit. This is the input I need. Yeah, right he was just like, he, oh, was just, I need he made himself very comfortable by the sound <laughs> system. So, uh, for the promoters out there, he he does a live entrance. You you play your actual theme song yeah. to the ring. So, yeah. talk to me about the genesis of that. Was that something that you came up with at yeah. Black and Brave, or you just knew? Yeah. Okay, whatever. Before I, Black and Brave, I had the whole. I had everything but the name before Black and Brave. Okay, which included the entrance. You're like, I'm gonna fucking play entrance, myself. To yeah, the ring. I didn't write the song till I got back, because pretty much the whole time I was in training, I was writing riffs. And I was sending them to the guys in Kings of the Ring. And Big Van Vick, the drummer, is like a musical genius. And he threw away basically every single riff. And he's like, it's too complicated, dude. I wanted this like Slayer song. It sounded like it was like super fast. And it had a breakdown and a solo. Right. And he's like, dude, you're walking to a ring. It's going to take you like 40 seconds to do it. He's like, there's time signatures that are different in what you want. Was, there's no wrestling song with a different time signature in it. And I was like, all right. And he's like, so what do you want to do? I was like, I don't know. I figured like something like, I played that just right there. He's like, that's it. He's like, we're going to do that. And I said, really? I was like, it's not that, it's not that like great. It's he's like, no, 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 watch. We'll do it. So we played it. And it's like an ear, you know, an earwig. It gets in your ear and you can't, get rid of it like you just think about the riff the whole day as a matter of fact as a matter of fact i'm gonna play i'm gonna play a few seconds of it so the audience can hear it and then uh and then we'll go back into this let me just play this real quick So that's so that's the song. If I'm not mistaken, Toxic Waste or Toxic Waltz. Toxic, toxic Waltz. Toxic Waste. I don't know what it is. <laughs> toxic Waltz. Is yeah. is the name of the song no, no, or no. is it the style of I just that's what I call each one of my matches. It's a dance between okay. two people. It's a toxic waltz. Toxic waltz. It's uh, yeah. That fucking song. I was singing it the night after our show, like for a fucking week. 
and it kind of went away because I haven't seen you in a while. And then, like, I was doing some research on you leading up to this interview, and there it was again in my fucking head. There's something about that song, I and know. I know you people listening to this right now, you're gonna hear that fucking song, and now you're gonna fucking sing it for forever. <laughs> Which, by the way, if you want to hear it live, you can hit the booking information down yeah. at the bottom of the screen. <laughs> You've been doing so much right now with the with the wrestling stuff, the music stuff. So uh, you recently went down to WrestleMania weekend. You went down to NOLA. Mm-hmm. You were down there hanging out there. Uh, were you taking in the shows? Uh, yeah, you... I've been going to WrestleMania for the past three years with a group of guys I know. Okay. Uh, they've been going longer. One of them's going, I think he's going to hit 11 or 10 years. Consecutive? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. The next, the next year. Um, but yeah, it was. It, I went to Texas, Orlando, and New Orleans, and I checked out. When I was down there this year, uh, <laughs> Orlando, I got really drunk at <laughs> because it's so easy to get drunk in Orlando. Yeah, <laughs> I missed my buddy's bachelor party, oh, okay. and for his wedding gift, I got him a ticket to WrestleMania because he said he didn't, he couldn't afford to go because he was getting married and bullshit, whatever. <laughs> so I got him a WrestleMania ticket, and I was like, "You have to go now!" Ha ha! And then I was like. <laughs> Wait, isn't like a wedding gift supposed to be for like the both of them? I wrote in the card. I was like, "Sorry, Keisha, I don't have a gift for you." <laughs> taking <laughs> taking Charlie away for a couple of days though. The uh, gift so, is you have free time while your husband is away. Yeah, so you're welcome. When we went down to Orlando, should have bought her a Manny Petty gift card. No, I should. <laughs> Here's how you could I felt spend stupid once I was driving home. I was. And the best part is that wedding I went to. Here's another cool, cool story. I drove up to Rhode Island for the wedding. Right. I had I had to leave early. Not even leave early. I left at like midnight. Drove through the night, picked up one of my buddies in Pennsylvania, and went down to Maryland for an Evolve tryout in the morning. Oh. So I was like straight off of, of a wedding like, fuck yeah. And then and you next did morning. Evolve tryout. I, yeah. It was like the first like seminar tryout thing I've done okay. like since training. Right. So I'm like, oh, yeah, all that. You know, CrossFit shit's done. And we get there. It was, uh, it was like Chuck Taylor and Drew Gulak. And I fucking almost died that morning. <laughs> it, it was just so brutal. That, like, it was like not even that bad, but just coming all night drive from a wedding. I was like, I don't want to do this. But, uh, yeah, where were we? I got lost there. <laughs> 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 did a wedding. Yeah, something happened. <laughs> oh, we're talking about Nola. Oh, you yeah, were Nola. Yeah, so I was there with Nola. Yeah, see? Yeah. Folks, he's sober. That was just a brain fart. Maybe. So, yeah, we went down to a bunch of shows. I saw. Uh, Sounds like you travel a lot on your own. Do you travel, like, with the group at all? Because you do a lot. Yeah, of- I travel on my own because I got to pack my car out, so. I usually no have room just for other one people, seat, right? you know, one seat and maybe. 14-hour drive here to Iowa. What's what's on the radio, man? What do you what are you jamming oh. to on the way to fucking to Iowa? Or is it like a mixed bag or are you just playing the same genre all the way through? I always, I always 7 a.m. or depending on the time zone, 7 a.m. I go to Howard 100 and I listen to Howard Stern oh, show from yes. the back. Right. And then I'm pretty much just listening to all kinds of metal. And like really, I, I, 
I get in a zone and I come up with music in my head. I come up with promos in my head. I come up with I- all these ideas. I mean, when you're that creative, unfortunately, I'm a yeah. ride, I mean, you're lost in your thoughts at that point. Yeah, right? really. You're and probably like, shooting promos for some of those fucking drives. Yeah, and like, yeah. And then like six hours later, I'm like, holy shit, I'm in Ohio now. What? Like, so it helps that I get mm-hmm. distracted, but but I'm still focused, you know. Man, you're not killing anybody. You're making it to your destination safely. straight road, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, but I, I drove down there in January. I've I've never seen this before. Mack trucks just flipped over on I-80, just tons of them upside down on fire. I said, what the fuck on happened? On I-80? Yeah, Jesus. it was during, like, a snowstorm. But I know a lot about I-80. Still, I, tell you I was like... <laughs> I've never seen anything like it. It looked like Walking Dead. Like My audience attack. has heard it. I don't know if you know, uh, we drove to Texas for a show. You drove to Texas we for a show? We drove to Texas for two, two times we did oh that shit. God. We drove to uh, East Texas uh, from here. <laughs> two minivans filled with people down there and back. We did that shit twice. Wow. So I know a little bit about I-80. Yeah, That's yeah. a long fucking strip of road. Uh, yeah, right I am. Um, I've done the Iowa trip probably like 10 times now. Yeah, I know. That's fucking Put dude. a lot of miles on my car. Yeah, I got, yeah. I got a car. The car facts on that fucking vehicle yeah, is like ridiculous. 14, 15 months old, a year and a half maybe. It's got forty thousand. You miles paying on out of pocket for that gas, by the way? No. Well, oh, okay. yeah, I pay out of pocket. It's uh, America. I say, hey, yeah. open up that wallet, bro. <laughs> Come on, let's see some of that I shake money. Him, that I shake him down. Let's I go. shake him down. <laughs> oh, he was man. drunk. He was drunk. I ran into him on Bourbon Street on, uh, in at Mania, and he's like. Roddy Burton and I'm like Merrick what's up dude he's like you're the best man he's like he's like ah, ah, ah. he's with he's with Crotch he's like me and Crotch talked about the he whole he was with Crotch yes yeah. he's like we talked I about I need to meet Crotch <laughs> he's like, like the greatest guy he ever is. he's the greatest you'd, ne- you'd be like that's Crotch no way but uh yeah so he's like we, we decided you're booked you booked every show, man. We'll, we'll give you per diem. <laughs> and Crotch is looking at me like, None of like, those things are happening. He's like, we love you, man. Just, None of those know, things are we'll, happening. We'll just give you the belt. It'll be great. <laughs> we'll just give you the belt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you like, And then he stumbles away. He's talking to someone else. And Crotch goes, don't listen to him. He's not, <laughs> we're not doing any of that. I not, really hope Crotch <laughs> sounds just he like He does. They that. all sound like Seth. <laughs> Everyone he from trains Iowa, him in every, wrestling yeah, and voice. Everyone from Davenport sounds like Seth Rollins. <laughs> oh my God! All, all, all the residents Cr- of da- Cr- Davenport. Crotch is a little like a little more like, eh, I don't hate it. <laughs> where, where Seth is like, that was the worst fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it sounds like a Rodney Dangerfield bit. This voice is Oh God! All right. <laughs> I'm losing my self-interest. <laughs> I have to meet Crotch. This is the greatest story ever. <laughs> All right. We have... Uh, I, I have a bunch of shit here in front of me because uh, you were so gracious enough to bring some of this stuff over here. Yeah, man. I got decals. I got stickers. I got fucking all kinds of this stuff. Is this stuff for sale? The yeah. koozies and the whatnot. Okay, I, got a, I got a King of the Ring koozie, which I'm super excited about because I, I, uh, I use... Uh, beer bottles all the time, so this is going to come in handy. But is this is this stuff for sale, man? It's all for sale. Uh, I unfortunately forgot my uh, merch box when I packed That's my car. <laughs> so if you're listening and you're going back in time to go to Capitol tomorrow, which will be a couple of days before when you're listening to this, 
I won't have any merch, so <laughs> sorry. Is guys. there an online purchase option? No or? online. Okay. You have to come find me. I'm very old come school. Find, come find you me. Know, the Trunk me, of the car type you know, deal. You know, Metallica <laughs> would record an album and tour for three years. Well, there you you know? go. That's how you found them. You know? <laughs> I'm the underground. You want to hear me? You got to come yeah, see me play. Exactly. <laughs> That's awesome, though. I'm in the midst right now trying to figure out some merch stuff for myself, man. I got to expand the brand, man. You're all about the fucking brand, dude. <laughs> That's all last about- year's line, too. I got to come out with a whole new line this oh year. Oh, my I got God. All look at that. I got, you know, I got to come oh, out. Oh, look at you coming over here bringing me last year's shit. You just, you didn't bring me any merch because you I cared. Got, you were no, clearing I, your car out. And then you just <laughs> said, fuck no, this in. No. No. <laughs> Uh, you gave me a pick, the fr- uh, a, a guitar pick the first yeah, night. I got and custom Ronnie Burton guitar I picks. I still have that. I'm coming yeah, out with Ronnie Burton air guitar strings. Air, gu- air guitar strings. Okay. So you can All tune right. up your air guitar. <laughs> it's just going to be a cellophane pack with my face on it. <laughs> Empty. And no, but the air guitar strings will be in there. I was gonna say, yeah, the air use, guitar strings will be yeah. in there. He's you ever got, see Hook with Robin Williams when he absolutely Rufio? Yeah, he's got to use his imagination to eat the food. It's oh. there, but you got to use your. So imagination. it's gonna be like multicolored yeah. strings. It'll be ten dollars well. <laughs> <laughs> for a poof of <laughs> a poof of air with <laughs> my face on it. it. Yeah, there you go. But the, but the air guitar strings are They're gonna be in, in the package. If they weren't in there, you lost them. Yeah, yeah, it's on you. User yeah. error. No refunds. It's on you. The money's already been spent, guys. I don't know yeah, what to tell yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, listen, you have you have absolutely like there's so much going on in your fucking life. And is is there a, a, a Mrs. Burton in the picture? Is there is there a young lady that there is a there is what I refer to as a Burton babe. There you go. All yeah. right, all right. Well, I would assume there'd be more than one Burton babe, but you got one main <laughs> I got, Burton I got, babe. I got my main Burton babe. Okay. <laughs> And how do, how does she take to the traveling in, she in the room? She is the best. She's the best. All like right. I said, I have one seat in the car, and she comes with me. Yeah. Really? On she those also road works trips in the there? industry, so she helps me with all the lights and everything, and she helps so much. It's crazy. I'm like, babe, just go chill. And she's like carrying in my fucking 90-pound amp. I'm like, God, come on, put that down. But she's you, running you around. Get you'll, you'll see her in Capitol, you know, running all around doing lighting. Oh, she's from here. Yeah, she's from here. She comes out. She helps the Capitol. She calls me all the way out to Iowa. She does lights out there for me. Uh, You know, when you see my amp uh, on the stage set up, there's lights all around it and it's lit up. So in every picture, you see a Ronnie Burton fucking guitar amp, uh, you know, on the stage at Capitol or on the stage at SCW. So, you know, she helps a lot. We do. She helps with the pre-tapes at Capitol, those the nice little pre-tapes they do with all the lights there. Uh, she, you know, me and her set that up, and uh, she's killer, dude. My my wife is very much the same. She she uh, she was the music person for Two KW. Um, your show, the one that you debuted at, mm-hmm. uh, I did it because my son had just recently been born, so she was home with the kid. So yeah. you never actually got a chance to meet her, and it's hilarious because you're in my house right now, and she's in the next room, and you still <laughs> haven't met her because she's fucking passed out right now. <laughs> She went to go put the kid to bed, and I guess she passed out with him because she never came back. <laughs> so it's an unfortunate. You're the one interview she won't see because I think she had a rough day and she's pretty much fucking asleep. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but I, I can totally relate to that. She she went to Texas that Texas trip I told you about. Yeah. One of them uh, we flew the last one we flew, and she was pregnant with him uh, when we went, and she still did the the video for the show. She was like, what she had like her arm like on the belly. She was like. So she's killer about that. So it's it's good, man. I, I ask questions like that sometimes because it's like 
I think sometimes with performers, when you're on the road, uh, that home life sometimes it gets lost in translation. And sometimes for some guys, they can block it and they can listen. This is what I'm focused on. And for others, it's kind of a hindrance is a bad word, but kind of a hindrance because it's like they get torn between these two worlds and they don't want to make her feel bad. So it's nice that you have somebody who's like kind of already in that realm and understands. Oh, she's because totally then because that that. Uh, I think for the women out there who are listening, I don't think you understand the power you have when you just fucking uncuff a guy, especially for someone of your creative level who just like is constantly thinking and constantly moving. To have someone just lets who just lets you freely do that, it's like it's a very liberating feeling because <laughs> I'm there yeah. all the time. I, she does the same thing for me, so yeah. I totally get that. It's it, it's a, such a stress reliever too because. Uh, she just got knee surgery, so at the last SCW show, she couldn't come out with me. So I had to right. do everything on my own, and I've added things since she's been coming out because she's <laughs> because taking she's up the slack, you know? And you were like, oh, this is horrible. Like, yeah, but we have a prep <laughs> day there, so at least I had the whole, like, day, whole to, day do to do shit, it, yeah. and I could take my time and not worry. <laughs> and, you know, Merrick always leaves me at the building, so I'm, like, in there by myself at, like, midnight still setting up lights and running cables and safetying things and making sure everything looks pretty. Being a student of the man, as they say, there's the dude, there's the guy, and then there's the man. And being one of his students, do you have, because to be honest with you, you started training at the school right at the point where he became kind of like the top guy in the industry. Your run in this business kind of runs side by side with that run. And when he had the injury, which is when they did all the filming at the school, uh, he spent a lot of time with you guys. He, he, he put in the work and he put in the time. So you guys kind of got invested in him a little bit. So when you see him now kind of clicking and rolling again, he, he's probably now as hot as he's ever been. Even during the WWE run, I mean, yeah. he's he's making all kinds of towns. He's he's. Doing the damn, he's, he's kind making of the sure leader. That belt means something. Yeah, the Intercontinental really Championship. Yeah. He he really it has means something to him yeah. too. You know, it probably, you do know. you guys kind of have a personal investment in his success now as as his proteges, as his students? Do you guys? I mean, as a fan, you've already liked wrestling, but now there's a little. Is there a little something extra there when you see Seth Rollins do his thing on the big stage? I understand uh, his matches on another level. I understand why okay, things are point. happening. Yeah, and because uh, you've seen him make the suit before, now now yeah, you're like, all right, all right now he, I get it. Yeah. yeah, I go, okay, okay, I see what he did there. All right, all right. <laughs> I would always. There were a time when you see him do something, you're like, dude, what are, what are you doing? I don't think so. <laughs> he just doesn't. I always get. He's mad. that good. He doesn't make those mistakes. No, I, the thing is, I always get mad at his stupid wrist wraps oh, that they God. always come off like every match. Like, I get it though, but he gets money from him. <laughs> Why do they get, just they come off the every wrist, match? The wrist, wraps. the wrist wraps. I can see you guys ribbing him about that shit yeah. at the school, dude. Seriously, can you just can you can you yeah. adhesive? Can you find yeah. better adhesive for yeah. what you're doing? <laughs> get, the, oh, get, get those out of there. Yeah. Obviously, when you go to a school like that, you you, you learn the holds, you learn the moves, you learn the protection, safety stuff. Uh, you sound like you already had kind of an idea on where you wanted to take the character, your character, Ronnie Burton. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Uh, as you, because you're, you're you're an older guy, you're not your usual, you know. I ain't no spring two, chicken. Two, two, I'm Seth's age. I'm just a couple of months younger right, than Seth. Right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, you've been doing this for about two or three years now, which by normal terms would be still kind of a young bug, but you're seasoned. You're you've got life experience here. Yeah. When you look at these younger kids coming up now, not just in your particular school, but just in general, when you see some of this stuff, it, it is. Does the does the old man screaming at the cloud kind of come out sometimes, and you're just like, dude, can you just pay a little bit more attention to the character, to the character, to the story? Is is there is there some part of you that just goes, ah, I don't really want to. There are things that. that my thing is like, I really do not like taking another person's idea. Like okay. I see a lot of people, young people, that'll come out with, like, their own, you know, ready, willing, and able, you know, kind of Okay, all right, all right. I was trying to see what you were... Okay, you know, I get that. Like right, if, right, if, right, right. if someone does something on Raw or New Japan that I've been like, I'm going to do that the next show, and then I see it, I go, fuck, I ain't going to do that. Yeah, I there's something in you that, that says, okay, I can't, I can't say, do it now. Because then everyone's going to associate me with them. Right. And I don't want to do that. the other guy my who own sees person. it and immediately goes, stolen. Yeah. That's the phrase, stolen. Yeah. I'm stealing that one. I see it and I go, how can I make that different? Because I can't do that exact same thing. No, right. But that was cool. But if I do that how next do I make weekend, it Burton, everyone's yeah. going to be like, oh, he watched the Will Ospreay match. And yeah, that's where he saw yeah. that. And I'm like, I would love to see you try the shit that Will Ospreay does. I can. It is the craziest thing. Is I can. I do 450s. I can do crazy shit. But I would no one pay wants good money to see you 450. Then again, everyone should pay good money yeah. to see you do the 450. I was like, because no one. You are really athletic for a big guy. We were, right? Yeah. When we were in training and we were doing uh, back suplex reversals, you know, the back flip. And uh, Seth goes. Well, first we were doing leapfrogs, right? A week before, and they're like, Seth goes, who, who can dunk? And no one raised their hand. I was like, I can fucking dunk. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. You can't dunk. I was like, give me a basketball right now. I'll fucking I dunk. fucking dunk. He's like, right I now. will pay you $500 if you can dunk. I was like, you make it 1000 You got a deal, brother. And he's like, eh, uh, there's no basketball. Like, he's like, he's, I got him. Like, he was defeated. Like, uh. So, cut to... Back suplex reversal. Who can backflip? I'm just gonna tell him I can backflip. I can backflip. He's like, you can backflip. Do one because now he's got me. I was like, all right, so I fucking backflip. Like I knew I could do one. <laughs> yeah, but he, he did not expect it. And like Merrick was like, whoa, someone had a trampoline when they were younger. I was like, damn right. Yeah, I and, still then, had it. and then Seth said, "Thank God I didn't take the thousand dollar bet." <laughs> yeah, right. fucking time. I, I wouldn't have done. There was no fucking way. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, though. But I knew. That's I knew. I was like, "There's no basketball yeah. court near here." You had him like, at a thousand. Yeah. I was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, I was like, "You make it a thousand, know. you got a deal." This guy knows something that I don't know. Yeah, right. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude, um, this has been this has been great, dude. This has been a great time. Have you have, is this okay with you, man? You've been having a good I'm time here tonight, man. Having a great time. I'm. I'm I'm uh I'm moving in. <laughs> Listen, I already I'm have fucking leaving. I already have a fucking guy in my house eating me out of fucking house no. I don't need another fucking guy in here, man. It's fucking crazy, man. This fucking kid thing. Don't have a kid yet, dude. No, I know. Live your fucking I life. I just had man. three friends of mine that all had babies around like a, a month span of each other. Oh Jesus. Yeah, it's crazy. I can't imagine it. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest with you. This kid's baby and this kid's baby. And this it's funny cuz when he was really young, 
I was telling my wife, I was like, I don't know if we should do baby two so soon because he's such a handful, right? And now he's older, and I'm I'm getting my sleep back. Like, I'm living my life again. And my wife was like, so number two? And I'm like, dude, I just got my fucking wife back, bro. Like, dude, relax. <laughs> yeah. like, so, no, yeah, he's he's cool, man. But just, he's just Christ, man. Now I know why Flair ditched out on his kids, man. Now yeah. I get it. I get it now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ronnie, listen, we're getting to that point of the show right now. I got to do it with you. I do it every interview. Random as fuck the nine rafts, my friend. I will be hitting you with nine questions I can guarantee. No one is asking you <laughs> these fucking interviews. And I know you've done quite a few interviews, my friend, <laughs> but I can guarantee you no one has asked you these fucking questions. Are you ready for the nine I'm rafts? I'm ready. Bring it on. The rock god himself, he's going to tackle the nine rafts. Here we go. I'm going to hit you right now, right off the bat. Question number one. I want you to fill in the blank. Wheaties is the breakfast of champions. Tricks are for kids. Kicks are kids tested, mothers approved. But crystal meth is blank. <laughs> is, is, it's the glue meanie approved. <laughs> when I made that question, I didn't know about the glue meanie. Glue meanie fits. That yeah. fits perfect. Glue it is glue meanie. <laughs> it does everything. He sniffs everything. His <laughs> nose is the yeah. all-purpose tool. He doesn't even have a nose. It just has a hole. <laughs> just, just stuffs it in there. Oh, my God. This, this, uh, I got I to gotta meet your friends. You, you must have the best friends of yeah. all time here. <laughs> Question number two. Swipe or chip? These new fucking cards with the swiping and the chip. Which one? Swiping the, the chip? Yeah. Oh, you know, you know the, the debit cards, the credit cards yeah. that come with the chip now? Are you... Are you good with the chip, or do you still prefer the swipe? Which one do you got? Yeah, swipe that cash, here. baby. Oh, the ca- oh, cash. he's a cash all day. Cash only. I, I'm talking to the wrong guy. This is the guy who still does the merch out of the back of the trunk. He's, yeah. he's, still, he's an old school guy, yeah, man. 1984 in my, my world. Well, it's so funny you're saying that, because the next question, what was the greatest decade of the 1900s? Uh, 80s. The 80s, dude. You're yeah. my fucking... We're high-fiving right now, and you can't see us. <laughs> we're high-fiving. You are my spirit animal, my friend. Uh, you're a music guy, so question number four, hair bands. Can they make a comeback in today's society? Can they? Yeah, hair bands. Hair bands, man. That's like the one type of metal I really don't like, so I... I really don't want to see them make a comeback. But if it <laughs> oh, means if it, if it means bringing forget, metal back into for, the forget the, front, the fact that if if you want, can they? Yeah, is they it can. possible? Yeah. Um, ah, what the hell is that metal band? That that hair metal band? Uh, I can't think of them, but they play really funny music all about like pussy, pussy and like banging and shit. Uh, pussy fu- banging. Yeah, just slapping meat and shit. Uh, slapping meat and shit. <laughs> I forget what they're called. Ah, man, you'll have to look them up. But it's a great band. They're they're new, but they're they're '80s hair metal, oh, and they're man. very vulgar, and they talk about. Gotta sex. look them up. If you are listening to this and you can, and you know who we're talking about. Please comment below and let us know so I can YouTube this. They can. Steel Panther. Is it Steel, Steel Panther? Panther? It might be Steel Panther. Let me see if I can YouTube mm. something real quick. Let me see. Do I have the... Uh, yeah, I do. Hold on. Thankfully, I already had the patented YouTube might be page. thinking of like Sex Panther. Who the fuck is messaging me on Facebook? Anyway. <laughs> Total professional right now. Yeah. Hold on. I'm trying... What is it called? Steel... Steel Panther, maybe? Steel Panther. I might be thinking of something else. No, dude. 
I think you got it. Hold on. If this is a thing, I really want, I want to know right now what it is. Oh, here we go. Steel Panther. They Let's have see. crazy sex uh, titles. Hold on, hold on. Yes, yeah. that's it. Yeah. They're fucking top one up here. The single Glory Hole Explicit. Yep. This is awesome. Yep. Steel Panther wasted too much time featuring Stone Sour. So for those of you out there, just know right now, I am about to go ham on this when he leaves. That's good. You're going you're gonna to love it. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Question number five. Country. You have to pick a country that's not the United States that you would like to play the least. What's the one question? Or what's the one uh, country? There's no way I'm fucking playing in that country. Like, ever. There's, wait, what's the question? Yeah. The, the Other play- than the United States, what's the one country you would like to play the least? You don't. You would never play there. Ever. Not want to go there. Not want to go there, right. Not want to go. Because the question everybody gets is, oh, man, what countries do you want to play in? I want to know the countries you don't want to play. I'm not playing in that country. Fuck that. Man, like, I'm torn because I think it's like Australia. <laughs> oh, why? Because of the distance of the audience. Distance yeah. and because of the fucking animals and bugs they have. Oh, there. my God, yes. Sharks will just jump out of you. Preach on, Giant brother. spiders will chop your dick <laughs> off in the middle of the night and run away with it. Everything uh, in Australia is trying to kill yeah. you. And I trained with an Australian, and he says, no, I like that, mate. And I'm like, dang, you fucking right. I saw pictures of that shit. I ain't the going The National there. Geographic Channel has never lied to me. Yeah. Everything there Anything is... on Naked and Afraid, I don't want to go there. <laughs> so, Just keep wait, me but you fuck. said you're torn between Australia and Yeah, because I really want to go there. No, but I'm, who's the other? Oh, no, no, no torn, torn. I really okay. want to go there, but fuck yeah. that place at the same time. I really wanted to Kill go there. Kill it with fire. I really Just wanted to go it, there and sink then it. Uh, homicide. Uh, the, you know, brother, yeah. homicide. He, we were talking one day and he was like, I had mentioned it. I was like, oh, man, I'd really love to go. Because he was talking about going one day. And he had been there before, but he wanted to go back. So I was like, man, I would really love to go to Australia, too. And he goes, dude, 22-hour flight. Yeah. And I'm like, oh. And that's from, like, California. God. Yeah, I like, know. You can't even go to California. But like, oh, I got to like, You have done. to cross literally all of the water yeah. to get there. <laughs> all yeah. of it. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, oh, man, Australia is actually a really good answer to that. Number seven. Uh, excuse me. Number six. Favorite fruit. You're a workout guy. What's that one fruit, man? What you gotta pick one? Because usually when I, I I pick this question, it sounds simplistic. But whenever I talk to people who like are very health conscious people, like to pick one fucking fruit, it's like an impossible task for fucking people. So what's your favorite fruit, sir? Banana. 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 It's a uh. berry. <laughs> no, strawberry. It goes with Str- everything. Strawberry's not a berry. Strawberry is not a berry. Seeds are on the outside. Oh, I, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's, ah, that's true. Education on my end here. Banana's a berry. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, peanut butter, fucking banana, and chocolate. That's like the, my main thing. Banana pancakes post-workout. Shake with banana in it. Something banana. And I will eat a banana in front of anyone. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Question number seven. We talked a lot about the road. Talked a lot about road trips. I don't know. I'm really hoping Iowa's not the answer, but your farthest drive. <laughs> what was the longest you've ever really been on the road? Was it Iowa? Iowa. <laughs> and you said it was 14 hours. 14 hours. Well, 14 hours, the GPS tells you, but with gas breaks and piss breaks and shit breaks and food breaks. I try to condense all those, like, you know, you know, 
kill those birds with one stone. Take any stretch breaks? Like, you just start to get the fuck out of the car for a second, or you just go right through? It's all one stone. If I, <laughs> I stop four times when I drive. It's only I've stopped four times. And if for someone who's done that drive a couple of times, you probably have the same routine spots where you stop. Almost. Like, I, I usually just let it get till the gas starts getting pretty low. Do you and feel like all the way the fuck up right before you leave, or yeah. you just okay? Yeah. Right. And I, I hit the they the, the they got that little like um, tracker thing in the screen of the car. Yeah. Where you you know start or trip tripometer or whatever that thing is called, <laughs> right. Dometer or whatever. But it, yeah, it tracks your time and distance and all that. And I'm like, by the time I land in Iowa, I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? This took me 19 and a half hours this time. Blew through that ride. But yeah, a thousand miles to uh, Iowa is the longest. Question number eight. Best Tom Cruise movie. Now, he is a deep thought on this. Minority <laughs> Report. Minority Report. Oh, that was my answer, too. Yeah. Minority Report. I yeah. like that one. That was good. Wow, we are really... Or Tropic Thunder. Close second. Oh, wow. I forgot he was even in that. Yeah, yeah he was the big fat guy at the He's end. The producer, right? the executive. <laughs> yeah. That was the funniest he ever was. That yeah. was still... That was like a breakout role for him. <laughs> yeah, that was, was like, completely against, against character for him. Yeah. He just kind of went out there and did a bunch of shit. Oh, man. Last question. Question number nine. And uh, I'm hoping this one's a lot more difficult than I think it will be for you. So I'm going to set the scene scenario for you, and okay. then I'll ask you the question. You're in the WWE. You've got, you just mentioned earlier, your band's going to be playing here in Brooklyn uh, for SummerSlam. So I'm giving you the main, uh, the semi-main, excuse me. I'm giving you the semi-main event of SummerSlam. It's for the Intercontinental Championship, it's you and your boy, Seth Rollins. What's the stipulation? SummerSlam, usually this is the end off. This is the payoff. What's the stipulation you'd want against Seth Rollins for the IC title? The match will be, get this. Okay. And I robbed your mom match. <laughs> we both have to rob each other's moms. Whatever items we can bring that we've robbed off of each other's mom <laughs> is what we have to use. It, all, all objects robbed from the other person's yeah. mother is legal match. Yeah, it's got to be robbed. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> They can't be given to you. Yeah. You have to steal like it. You have to be like, like it's like you got to film it yourself. Like get a GoPro, like hi, like Jackass <laughs> style. Like hi, I'm Ronnie Burton, and you're watching Jackass. And then I just rob Seth's mom. <laughs> just rob and Seth. Like on the immediately street. after, I just rob her yeah, in the like, street. Yeah, like in the street and just run but away. But it's taking place at Barclays, and you're robbing moms. Rob, this is the build-up. It's like on Atlantic like Ave. The you're robbing. Yeah, oh, no, the within, build up. oh, okay. As you the build, build towards you SummerSlam, to, like you periodically you items, steal more and then you items. Come out with a big duffel bag and, uh, and reveal what you've gotten. <laughs> you can, okay. Oh, so we don't even know yet. No, you don't even know. We don't even know no, yet. You, it's all going to be revealed. Seth's mom's getting robbed at, like five times. <laughs> I'm going to sneak in her and house. He's robbing your mom. I'm going to steal her slippers while she's sleeping. Then I'm going to super kick him with it with that slipper on. Man. That is the one answer I was not anticipating. I robbed your mom match. You outrandomed me on the randomest fuck questions. Yeah. That's a first. I tell you what, when I was thinking of questions and I came up with that question, although I know the one question, I mean, the, the one stipulation you probably wouldn't want, which would probably be that 60 man Iron Man match. You wouldn't. <laughs> not with Seth. No that, fucking yeah, way. I was going to say. 10 minutes in, I'll be like. <laughs> you got it, man. You can he have just that belt. Hat in the you can have it. <laughs> you wouldn't want to do sixty minutes with Seth Rollins, my friend. Oh, I know man. that for sure. And you trained with him, so he'll do know sixty minutes. Him. I'll do ten minutes. 
Oh my god! What were your thoughts on that sixty-two minute performance on the Gauntlet when it was you were insane. like, "It was awesome"? I don't think anyone saw it coming. He was just out there for oh, I so knew it. long. No, I knew it. Oh I, yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah, I knew. I was like, he had a bug up his ass that day, right? And he was something. like, "Yeah, There's something's happening here." Once he got to like twenty minutes, you're like, "All right, yeah." yeah I was like, he's, "No, he's going for." The, he's I thought he was going to keep going now, yeah. too. Like when he got out, I was like, "Wow, really?" They cut it short. Yeah, I was like, I thought he was going to win the whole thing. I think he was feeling great until Daniel did 74 minutes in Saudi Arabia. And he's yeah, like, oh, right? fuck, yeah. come on. Well, I could have did 14 more minutes. Yeah. Well, oh, shit. it's different. You know, it's not in a rumble. Yeah. Um, listen, Seth's was it's way time more. On Raw. Seth's uh, 62, to me, is more impressive than the 74. Because 74, you can one buy on time. One. And that Royal Rumble, you can buy time. Yeah, Seth Royal Rumble, you could sit outside. 62 yeah. minutes, yeah. Daniel Bryan did work, but, you know. Oh, I mean, he, he did more than the usual guy yeah. that sits here and waits all day. Yeah. But I mean, Seth's sixty-two was uh, was impressive as fuck. Yeah. Oh, he was Jesus. not stopped. Yeah. That is that is one thing about him is his endurance is fucking insane. And if anyone beats him in a in a physical challenge, he will not go home until he beats that. Like <laughs> I've seen him. He's like, that competitive. Yeah, huh? he's very competitive. Like Jeez. this one guy, Joesa, who I've mentioned before, has yeah. like a vertical leap of like seven feet. It's just fucking insane. And he set up. Well, Seth was gone. He set up like uh, boxes at the gym, and we taped, we filmed him doing this uh, this vertical leap, and sent it to Seth. And Seth was like, "It doesn't count. It doesn't count because this." Blah blah blah. He was so mad. <laughs> He's so mad. Joyce beat him. <laughs> it doesn't count. It doesn't count. <laughs> he wasn't stable when he landed. Why do I feel like your impression of Seth Rollins has like a little Joe Pesci in it? Just a little <laughs> bit. It's my New York I can't kick. <laughs> I can't get that Midwest accent. Oh, man. Listen, it's been a blast. I've had a great time doing this. I hope you had a good I time so doing fun. this. This has been uh, amazing. I'm, I'm going to go kick I, some I'm, ass I'm, tomorrow. <laughs> yes, please do kick his ass. That way you guys can go on Twitch and see that matchup yeah. as soon as possible. Um, is there anything you'd like to plug specifically? I'm going to put the social media stuff on the description yeah. and all that stuff. So if yeah, you don't I just, feel got, like I just expanded to... my social media. I think I have a Facebook page that's not done yet, but there's one out there. Okay. Uh, I have a Twitter now, which is at the heavy one. At the uh, heavy one. Okay. I don't know if there's any underscores. I got to check the underscores on there. And okay. then I have uh, the Ronnie Burton with underscores between everything on Instagram. That's the underscore Ronnie underscore Burton. I follow um, you on all that stuff, yeah. so I'm going to be able to put that stuff. What and about then Kings Instagram, of the Ring? Uh, Kings of the Ring on Instagram is just Kings of the Ring. Uh, on Twitter and Facebook, it's Kings of the Ring L-I, I believe, for those. Uh, what else do I got? You know, Capital. We're going to be on Twitch. There's like a million platforms you can watch on uh, <laughs> Capital. Yeah, absolutely. Pretty much anything. I am just once again a sponsor on this show coming up. So. Yeah. Um, just I, I go wanted out to the sponsor your and show. Capital You're, and uh, an episode will pop up. I wanted to sponsor your fucking match. You already had a fucking sponsor. We have so. a sponsor. What's our sponsor? I don't, I don't remember. He said that your shit was already booked up. So I was like, all right, Maybe. I'll take the hot dog then. Fine. Because <laughs> 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 I don't know. Uh, I know you don't know, but um, I met the hot dog. I'm, I'm Mr. Starks. I met him when he was one of those kids in class when he was in school and training and stuff like that. The FTW Academy a long time ago, and. I feel like I've been doing this so long, like, I either helped or discovered everyone in this fucking city by now <laughs> at some point. So I'm glad that everyone and, and, and most of and everyone that's been on this couch so far for the show has uh, paid it forward by helping me out with the show. So yeah, man. once again, thank Forever you. Forever in debt. 
And I am going to work on your uh, your song for you. I know I promised you a song. Well, you know what? I wasn't going to mention that. But uh, the, the theme song that I used for the opening of the show was given to me by uh, another music friend of mine. Well, fine. Go fuck yourself. Then. It was an instrumental. <laughs> okay? And I wanted something really cool and customized and catchy and stuff. And I know you were the perfect guy for that. And I hit you up. Uh, I think when this thing, whole thing started, I hit you up originally. Yeah. But you've been so... I, we just talked about it for like an hour and a half. You're fucking was, busy all I the did, time. I was doing... I was pulling my hair out doing a song for Capitol. We did a oh. song for their World War Four show. So at that time, I was like, yeah, yeah. And then... It doesn't need yeah. to be long, brother. My intro is yeah. very simple. Like I'll just send you stuff. I'll send you some riffs that... You can use Let in the know. background of stuff. Let me know what's ambient. up, man. Yeah, I got commercials and stuff coming up. Hey, over we'll get you a song I, I got, I got, a, I got a <laughs> with lyrics like the Shinsuke. Now I'm gonna give you straight lyrics now. Also, another thing, stay tuned. Hopefully by the end of this year, but maybe early 2019, the Ronnie Burton album will be out. Oh, putting gonna, that together. I might have to have you back here again to push that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <And just> Definitely. <laughs> uh, so I don't, I don't know if you've heard. I think you heard a little bit at my beginning here, but um, when I put this whole thing together, it was just an outlet. Because mm-hmm. when you had met me, I was kind of knee deep in the business. I was, I was doing all kinds of shit, and with the school stuff, it, it kind of took over, and I really haven't done much. So the, the show has kind of been my. My way to kind of stay somewhat you need involved. That, yeah. yeah, you need that outlet and all that stuff. But I didn't think it'd be doing all this shit, dude. Eleven hundred downloads, yeah. eight different countries, and it's like it's doing stuff, and bro. This is just so, the first few months, right? Yeah, I mean, well, uh, seven months. October, yeah. October. Yeah. I, listen, those first few months were deadly. I, 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 I wasn't doing shit, and then yeah. I think we really started as the interviews. Like I started getting. On people's radars because I was doing all interviewing all those people. Those guys are exposing it to their yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and people were getting a taste you know, and they like, were oh, just shit. like, yeah, you know, so they were kind of getting into it. So whenever I have somebody on, I just, you know, from the bottom of my heart, man, just thank you for coming yeah. out. Because I know it's not easy for people to come to the house, but it's, uh, I think it's a better experience. I think it's more fun to do it face to face and go back and forth. And I think it really shows on here. So thank you for coming out. Yeah, like I said, thank you for having me. We've said it all. <laughs> we could probably do three more shows with me. We pro- I, I could do. Listen, I could fucking bullshit <laughs> with anybody, man. Let's do. It. I know you got. So, you I have so much shit going on. So, so thank you for on. coming out. For those of you listening again, just before I, I head out of here, uh, if you don't already know, ajoum.podbean.com is where you can catch the main episode. This is where I upload all my shit. It's through Podbean. Um, it feeds out until the other platforms, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio app, Google Play Music, CastBox.fm, and now, officially as of tonight, uh, Listen Notes, is a, it's a podcast blog that did an interview with me, and, and, and uh, they're really helping out the show, and they're promoting it and putting shit out. You're actually going to be the first episode that streams uh, new, as new content for Listen Notes, this interview here. Yes. So, um for those of you in France who downloaded Mike Law, please download Ronnie Burton's episode mm-hmm. as well, because I'm sure King of the Rings would love to have a European tour. You got an we Australia download it. yet? Yeah, Australia. No, I haven't gotten Australia, right, Australia just yet. When I do, this is going to be the episode that gets there, because I'm going to yeah. push it out there and make sure that happens. And when I do, they're probably going to report the fucking video, because you just shit on them now about <laughs> all the animals bugs, trying, yeah. to, yeah, trying Sorry, to kill guys. them. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Sorry, Jackson. <laughs> anyway... Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for sharing. Thank you guys for downloading. And especially thank you guys for enjoying. This is Azure CD. We will catch you next week. Yeah. Hey, my house. Listen to my daddy's soul.
Hoje é essa mãe.